Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Thursday Night Life. I'm so, so pleased that you've decided to join us for a moment as we discuss issues from the basis and foundation of the Word of God. Uh, the Bible tells us that the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God will stand forever. And in this world where things are changing every day, I want to be found standing on the Word of God, and I'm sure you do too. Thank you for being here with us again, and we want to invite you uh, to our website, www.beyondthewallsoutreach.org. That again is www.beyondthewallsoutreach.org, and there you can find resources such as our blog and our podcast, uh, which post every Sunday morning at 5 a.m., and, and again, you don't have to be awake at 5 a.m. We're just posting early for those early risers who want to get a, a fresh word from the Lord. Uh, those uh, resources are available to you. And a surprise at the end of the month, I'm going to keep plugging it uh, until we get to that date. You will get more details very, very soon. At the end of the month, we will have our first ever virtual retreat. Yes, the end of the month, we're going to have our first ever virtual retreat fully online. Uh, and this retreat is catered to those who cater to everyone. Uh, the title and the theme for this month at Beyond the Walls Outreach Ministries is Am I My Brother's Keeper? And so this month, we are deliberately and intentionally setting ourselves to encourage those who are an encouragement to other people all the time. People like first responders and essential workers and nurses and doctors and ministry leaders and pastors and uh, their families and teachers, don't forget about the teachers, and parents and caregivers, those who take care of other people need some encouragement. And our intentionality this month is to encourage those who encourage uh, other people. So I want you to stay posted, stay tuned uh, for more details about how you can be a blessing to others. Uh, I am sitting here in one of my happy places just sharing with you while I'm in the rocking chair out here on the porch in the garden, just enjoying nature and enjoying this time with you, uh, my brothers and my sisters. So considering the fact uh, that we will be encouraging those who encourage others, uh, we set a pretty good foundation and precedent last, last week when we talked about Am I My Brother's Keeper? I want to continue with that same theme uh, this week and even lay a, an even stronger foundation to give us validation and evidence as to why we need to be doing this and why this is so, so very important. Uh, if you will tonight, turn with me to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22. I want to start there uh, at verse 37, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. And uh, for those of you who were with us last, last week, this is a bit of a review as we jump into where we're going to be tonight. So Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 reads as follows. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, uh, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. Verse 39 says, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We last week discovered that Jesus is speaking here uh, when asked the question, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you already know what that is. The greatest commandment is love God. But then he said, the second is like unto it. The second commandment tells us to love our neighbor as we love 
ourselves. Uh, we realize that when the Ten Commandments were given and all of the Mosaic law and all of those things that came forth after, all of the things that people had to keep, all of the ordinances and things that people had to keep and stay abreast of and make sure that they did perfectly the way that the Lord had aligned for them. Jesus said, truly, truly, you guys, if you keep the first commandment and then keep this second one, which is like unto it, you will have kept all of the law. Why do I say that? Because our original Ten Commandments tell us not to steal and not to kill and not to, not to commit adultery and not to bear false witness. Here's the thing about it. If you love God and you love all other people, then there are certain things you just won't do. And those things you won't do. You'll be able to keep the law if you're keeping the embodiment of those two uh, commandments that Jesus set forth. Now, uh, here's, a, here's another thing I want you to understand uh, about that. If you go over to John 3 and 16, we all know, we can say it together, how for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I thank God that he sent Jesus to die for the whosoevers. Were, were you a whosoever? I was a whosoever. Uh, and whosoever believeth in him was able to receive salvation, eternal life in Christ. Uh, the great thing about God is he sacrificed. He came himself to come and get us. He's not asking us to do anything that he would not himself do. He first gave, he first loved, and he can't do anything but love because he is love, right? So Jesus came, God in flesh, fully man, fully God, to redeem us, hallelujah. And he did that for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross and despised the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, for you and for me. And I am grateful for that today. So if we keep those commandments, love God and then love our neighbors as we love ourselves and live by the recognition that God had already done what he is asking us to do, we'll be better for it in this world. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. I am my brother's keeper. I am charged to love my neighbor as I love myself. I'm called to be sacrificial just like Jesus Christ was, just like God was in sending Jesus Christ to us. As a matter of fact, uh, if you'll go with me, let's go to 1 John. I love this spot. It's one of my favorites. And I think I told you in an earlier broadcast, we, we had a song we used to sing. Beloved, let us love one another. Uh-huh, for love is of God. And everyone who loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. First John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And verse 9 then confirms what we just talked about. Verse 9 says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only, come on here somebody, his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here's the awesome thing about that. I think oftentimes about my son and, and my godsons, and I love all of them very, very much. And sometimes, y'all, they work my ever-loving nerves. They do. They're boys. They do boy stuff. But even though they work my nerves, I would not give them up to die 
for a lost humanity to die on a maybe. God gave us Jesus on a maybe, on a maybe you might decide to accept him, on a maybe might be you might decide to accept the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice of his son. I would not give ben Benjamin up like for whew, all the money in the world because I love him. But God loved us so much whew, that he gave Jesus just like that to now make us joint heirs, to repair the breach that had happened between man and God, to bring us back to himself. So again, uh, the, just establishing the foundation, we know that God is love. He can't help but do it. He is love. He is the full embodiment of what love is. Uh, but when Jesus was questioned as to what was the greatest commandment, Jesus told them, love God. He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we realized that God was not asking us to do anything that he had not already done because he gave Jesus. And then we find in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, that the truest expression of our ability to love is our love for one another, us showing that we love God by loving one another. Now, that's an amazing thing, but I want, I, want to, I want to drive this point home a little bit again because we, we are laying a foundation for our retreat later on in the month and laying precedence to help us to understand that we are truly called to be our brother and our sister's keeper. So if you will go with me, let's go on over to 1 Corinthians, right about chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 15, and let's go all the way to verse 58. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. And it reads as follows, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, I want to shift gears just for a minute and encourage somebody who has been giving and giving and giving and giving and doing and doing and doing and doing and being everybody's soft place to fall and being everybody's pillow and being everybody's shoulder to cry on. The Bible says here, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, uh, that we are to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We used to sing a song, uh, what well, used to be one of my, my grandmother when she was still alive, one of her favorite songs, Grandma Susie, remember, only what you do for Christ will last. Uh, you can be, build great cathedrals, you know it, large and small. The song goes on to basically funnel us down to the idea that only what we're doing for Christ will last. So if what you have been doing, my brother, my sister, to assist somebody else or to be an encouragement to somebody else, if you are an essential worker or a teacher or a parent or a guardian or somebody who always provides support, if you're the supportive friend and you are doing that, in the name of Jesus Christ, if you are doing that work as unto the Lord, then the Bible says your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on, let's build on that. Let's build on that. If you will, go to Colossians. 
this, this is this is just gonna sell it right here. Colossians chapter three. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter three, verse seventeen. Phew. Colossians three and seventeen reads as follows: And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We can stop right there, but it goes on as a comma, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Let's say that again. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? We have established that only what we do for Christ will last, that he is taking score, but it says whatever we're doing, let's ensure that what we do, we do it as if we were doing it for the Lord, as unto the Lord. Now, this particular scripture helped me a whole lot. It helped me a whole lot, especially in times when I was trying to understand capacity when I was trying to understand capacity and I felt like I was sowing into things that were not then turning around and giving back to me. <laughs> the Bible says that what I'm doing, my focus was totally off, totally, totally off. I will be the first to admit to you, I had to get that right. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can be pretentiously humble and pretentiously pious. We're doing all of this stuff so that we can say that we did it. But the Bible says, a truly humble heart is going to do whatever they're doing in word and in deed as if they were doing it unto the Lord. So what does that mean? That means whatever space of the world that the Lord has given you to impact, to infect, and to affect with his presence, you need to be doing it in his name, to his honor. So if you're a teacher, you're teaching as unto the Lord. If you're a doctor, you're providing care as unto the Lord. If, if you are a minister, a pastor, a ministry worker, you're doing it as unto the Lord, not for your name to be great, not so people can worship you, but so that everybody will be pointed back to him, the Lord of hosts, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Whatever you do in word or in deed, the Bible says that we are supposed to be doing it as unto to the Lord. And then 1 Corinthians 15 just told us to be steadfast in it, to be unmovable, to be always abounding in the work of the Lord, because we know that our labor is not in vain in him, that he is watching, he is taking score, he is always paying attention to what it is that we are doing. Let me encourage you, let me encourage you to the person who has been giving and giving and giving and giving and they feel like nobody's paying attention nobody is taking score nobody sees what i'm going through here go to hebrews 6. hebrews 6. hebrews 6. hallelujah hebrews 6 verse 10. hebrews 6 verse 10. this helped me y'all this helped me it says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shown toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. For God is not unrighteous 
to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shewed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. If nobody pays attention, if nobody calls your name, huh? God is watching and God is taking score and God will not forget your labor of love, that which you have given. Now, I hope for, for your sake and for mine, because he sees intentions, he sees motive, that your labor was one of love, right? That you did it in his name, in love. It says that God will not forget. Oh, glory. God will not forget what you have done. Uh, the Bible says in another passage of scripture, scripture, to the least of these, to the least of my brethren, that, that you have done to the least of my brethren, you have done unto me. The scripture confirms itself line upon line and precept upon precept. The important thing for us to note here is that even when people don't have the ability or the capacity to give back to you, even when they're not in the position to render unto you what you have given unto them, God will. He says he won't forget. He won't forget your labor of love. Hallelujah. Let's go on over a few more, a few more for your hearing. Galatians, Galatians chapter five, Galatians chapter five. Verse 13, Galatians chapter five, verse 13 says, for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, unto freedom. But here's the thing, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Don't use it to edify your flesh. This is what you need to use it for. Look at this, look at this. But by love, what? Serve one another. <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go again. But by love, serve one another. The fact that Christ has freed us, hallelujah, is not a reason for us to just do what we want to do. We prove that we love him. We show evidence that we have been called and chosen and set apart by the love we have for the brethren. And we show that love in serving them. Look at verse 14 of that same chapter, chapter five. We read 13. We're looking at 14 now. It says, for all the law, come on, come on, come on, confirm what we've already talked about. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, all over again. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. How do we show our love for God? We love others. And even when those others are unable, either by choice or ability or capacity to give back to us what we give, Hebrews 6 and 10 says that God will not forget our labor of love. Hallelujah. I got one more for you. We walking through this thing tonight. First Peter. Let's go to first Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four. Verse 10. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. It reads as follows. As every man hath received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah, the gift of the gospel, the gift of grace, the gifts of God in us. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, whatever gift you have received of the Lord, minister it one to another. In other words, serve one another. Serve one another. And when you serve one another, do it as unto the Lord. Do it as if Jesus was sitting right there. Do it as if you were bringing that meal to Jesus the Christ. Do it as if you were teaching Jesus the Christ. Do it as if he was there. Here's the interesting thing. If we do that, we have pleased him and we have been our brothers. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. So this week, intentionally, I want you to find somebody to encourage. I know that the means by which we encourage others might be different now. Uh, we've had to use uh, all of our creativity uh, to stay in touch with one another. I want you to be intentional about finding somebody that you can give the love of God to. Be somebody's keeper, be somebody's answer this week. Be their answer to prayer. As somebody's been praying and wondering if the Lord was paying attention to their plight. Somebody's been praying and asking the Lord, uh, does he see their tears? Does he see what they're going through? You are the answer to somebody's prayer. I need you to be that answer this week. Follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and be discerning uh, and give somebody the love that God has given to you. Until next time, until next time, I encourage you to show the love of God by loving others.